welcome to Park in the Bus, episode 22 of the only fantasy football podcast that thinks defence is better than attack. I am your host, Callum McAvoy, joined as ever by my good friend, Jack Murray. Good evening, I guess it is. Good evening, Callum. Good evening, Jack. A very snowy evening. Yeah, our first ever podcast in the snow. It was very Christmassy, even though it's uh, February now. Even though it's February and you can't go anywhere. <laughs> bring the happiness to the podcast. Uh, it, it's not been a particularly great week, to be honest, has it? But both like fantasy and like real world wise, I feel like I don't know. Well, my fantasy one was, well, I'm gonna say okay, better than average. Yeah, my like... mine literally was just average. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, which is a summed up this year quite well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, we were just saying, weren't we, off off recording that you're having a Burnley slash palace esque season in that you're you're not yeah. actually, you're not actually having any stinkers like you're not having any like twenty five pointers which I had a couple mm. of last year well you're not you're not really that often having that like eighty or ninety pointer yeah just consistently average which is nice obviously but when there's no danger of relegation you know it's not so appealing I guess you know that's true or yeah you're not yeah. going to be relying on those parachute payments next season. No, no. Going down. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was, I was happy with my week, actually. I, just looking at it now, um, I think any sort of game week rank that's inside a million is pretty good, to be honest. If you've got, you got a game week rank of inside a top million every time, you'd probably end up with a really good overall rank. And the top 1K average this week was 67, and I outscored that by nine points. Nice. Pretty happy with that. And for once, well... Only really bench decision I got wrong was I, I didn't start Sufal, but that only cost me four points. Um, three, really, given the player I probably would have benched would have been Luke Shaw, which is just a crime. Yeah. <laughs> Never going to happen. And and to be honest, you, you're looking at that sort of clean sheets are quite hard to decipher. You're looking more at that potential of attacking returns. And Luke Shaw was the only one that got the attacking return. So in that sort of way, you know, you don't expect them to concede three at home, do you? You know, if, certainly not. No. If you're saying to me at the start of the week, Luke Shaw was your only defence to get an attacking return, you're thinking, "Wow, okay, at least a four pointer, maybe even five plus." Oh well, captaincy choice was right first time in a couple of weeks with Son, so that always starts you off in good stead for the game week. Yeah, rather remarkably, for for viewers who do don't know and don't follow us on Twitter. By the way, if you're not following us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at Bus Park in FPL. We basically have the same team now. We we share 13 players, yet despite that, I managed to pick up 16 fewer points than you this week, um, all because I uh, started the wrong players and chose the wrong captain, basically, which is it's just bad. I don't know if it's bad luck or if it's just you know, bad team management by me, but uh, I, I benched uh, Calvert-Lewin and uh, Matt Target, so I missed out on a good 17, 19 points. Yeah. Saw a, yeah, I saw a lot of really good benches flying around this week. You know, people that had benched DCL, people that had benched, which I think who else I saw. Uh, I think I saw quite a lot of Gundawans on benches. Yeah, and no, I saw a lot of benches flying around that were good this week. So I'm quite relieved in the way that my bench. It's it's a weird psychological thought, isn't it? That those players that you have on the bench, you kind of don't want to score points, even though you own them. And if they do score points, it's probably going to help you in the long term. You'd think because they they're in good form. Yeah, I, I was cursing my luck when I watched the end of the uh, United Everton game. Yeah, uh, and I saw Calvert Lewin. I was like, 
look, I'm happy that United haven't won this, but also this is not this is not helping my case at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean that goal must have been worth like an extra like six, seven points with bonus, I presume. Yeah. He got three, didn't yeah. he? All three. So I, I imagine he did, yeah. So, he got yeah. Goal the, so Yeah, I just I never really considered uh benching him to be honest. And then actually when you sent me your team and you'd bench him, I thought, actually that might work out really well for you. It just never really came to my mind. I, I thankfully I, I swapped Rafinha uh, for Suchek about five minutes before the deadline, which worked out okay. I then regretted it as soon as the deadline came along. I thought, oh, hold on a minute. But um, you know, if, if you've got zero points off Suchek this week, you count yourself very, very unlucky. I know it only would have been three, but still, hey, it makes the, it makes a difference, you know. And we'll we'll get on to the uh, the Suchek red card in a bit. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I do. I, I benched Target, but I still have Martinez. Yeah. And my feeling was, I felt that uh, Villa wouldn't keep a clean sheet, but Martinez would get like the save bonus, which he did anyway, because he's Martinez. That's what he does. But uh, yeah, no, seven points I missed out on. Yeah, no, I think I think that was the right decision. I think most people expected Arsenal to score, especially with the the ex- expected goals conceded that Villa have given up in their last two. The, mm. You know, very lucky clean sheet against uh, Southampton and they're 3-1 loss against West Ham so yeah I think you can cut yourself unlucky but at least you had a, a Villa player just never really thought about it because I was only ever going to start Martinez this week Johnston was of no interest so I just put him in and he's so good that he's actually like put me off buying Nick Pope this week which I think a lot of people will do and I'll, I'll go a different route well we'll get on to our team selection and transfers for game week 25 uh, in a little bit uh, but first, we have the small matter of our parking punts. This is a weekly segment that we do where Jack and I pick uh, three players, one defender, one midfielder, and one forward who has less than 10% ownership. Uh, and we see who gets the most points every week. Uh, this week, congratulations, Jack. You won. Uh, all thanks to having Rafinha. Uh, it seems to be the way it's going, doesn't it? If you have one player that returns. I mean, it, it doesn't help that I picked one player who didn't play and one who didn't start. So I was immediately disadvantaged. Who was your striker? I went with uh, Martial. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I just thought, oh, Martial, he'll be a good pick. Um, completely forgetting that Cavani is the one who's actually starting more games at the moment. Yeah. Um, and of course, he did, he did, he got, and he did score, so I would have actually got some decent points. Yeah. Week, but, oh well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something really interesting the other day, actually, that I think maybe in the last sort of 10 game weeks, Martial is actually the highest scoring striker, which has largely come from just returns coming in clumps, like 13 against Southampton, 12 against Leeds, 10 against Sheffield United. It, it's, it, he seems very much feast or famine this season, which is usually yeah. the way, actually. It, it kind of just depends how interested he is. Um, yeah. But from a, a football point of view, I think that he's very much second choice now, if I had to guess. I think Cavani's playing too well. You can't you you can't drop him when he's in um, in good form. Yeah, um, especially when they are probably the best bet at beating Man City to the title. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a good signing in the end. Yeah, seems that way. Seems that way. Um, but anyway, uh, I lost parking punts this week, which means I have to do a forfeit. And the forfeit we settled on was I have to read some extracts from Steve Bruce's crime novels. <laughs> Uh, now, for any listeners who don't know what uh, what I'm talking about, uh, back in 1999, uh, Steve Bruce, yes, that Steve Bruce, 
uh, wrote a trilogy of football-themed crime novels, uh, which were published at the time and have not been published since, which I think says all you need to know about them. Um, do you know what these are actually called, uh, Jack? Not a clue. I didn't actually know that they went back as far as 1999 either. Yeah. Oh, he was, he was actually a manager at the time. Like, this wasn't like a thing he did in his like in his off period. Uh, yeah, this he was manager of Huddersfield at the time, and he wrote these. So the first one is called Striker, the second is called Sweeper, and the third is called Defender. Uh, all of them have exclamation points at the end. <laughs> They're typed well. <laughs> um, so yeah, these aren't very good books. Uh, however, they've got a bit of a cult following. Uh, partly because they're so rare, like you can't find them anywhere, basically. Um, but um, those who do own them uh, every now and again publish little extracts and little pages online, and I've managed to find a few to read. Should I, should I just fire away with these then? Yeah, go on, knock yourself out. <laughs> <clears throat> the following is an extract from Chapter 10 of Striker by Steve Bruce. In the build-up to this scene, football manager and part-time detective Steve Barnes is under attack from terrorists who are attempting to inject some poison into him. He snapped the top from a vial, very quick and neat, just like a doctor or a nurse. He drew the fluid into the syringe. Then he leaned over me. He wasn't even gonna roll up my sleeve. This wasn't a hospital routine. I couldn't expect tea and biscuits afterwards. With that stuff inside me, I wouldn't know if I were on a ship or a chicken farm. I had to do something, and I had to do it quickly. Yet, there was nothing I could do, nothing at all, except the fin I know best, a sliding tackle. I may have been handcuffed, but my legs were free. He went down, I kicked out, I caught him on the jaw. He went out like a light. For a tough terrorist, he'd been very careless. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? I, don't, I see, I kind of like that. <laughs> well, I can I mean, imagine it's, not it's entertaining. Good. Yeah, but I mean, it's not, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. it's not good. <laughs> Who, am I to, to <laughs> Who am I to judge what people do in their free time? <laughs> I don't know what to say. What I love, what I love, is that uh, Bruce puts in kind of like fictional people um, and fictional football clubs, which are meant to like clearly represent real life ones. So, like Mulcaster United is Manchester United. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, throughout the book, he seems to forget that he's meant to stick to these like made-up clubs, and like there are re- like he actually names Manchester United and Sir Alex Ferguson at points. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> like, oh, like he, it's it's very inconsistent in that way. Um, uh, there are there are so many great moments that I could have picked, but I thought these like three were quite decent to put in. Who published that? I, you know what? I don't know, but <sighs> I I hope they kind of republish these. Um, well, apparently, Steve Bruce hates them. Um, yeah, I'm just reading now. They can cost upwards of £100 online. <gasps> really? Yeah. That, that, I mean, that just, show, that just shows how rare they are. Like Rare because they're so bad. Well, it, yeah, it's one of those things like when we said, oh, we'll have to get an extract or whatever from from one of the books and i just assumed i could go onto like amazon uh and like you know when they have like the the 10 first pages as a preview yeah i thought i could just do that and i'd just be able to read that no you you can barely find like any like can like quotes that like actually make sense like in the context of the book 
Like there's so many bits apparently where he just goes off on a tandem about something else, like his favorite car is what he likes for breakfast. And you read that and you think, what am I reading here? This isn't a crime novel. Um, so I think you have to read the whole thing in context to hopefully better understand it. But um, anyway, I hope people enjoyed uh, <laughs> me attempting to read these, uh, these crime novels. In a serious act, in a serious manner. I try. Yeah, it's it's, hard. I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at like trying to do audio books. Uh, I've tried in the past actually, but I can't. I can't do them very well. But uh, anyway, we need to find a way. A new one now. New forfeit. We will. Yeah. Anyone if anyone has suggestions? any suggestions, yeah, 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 yeah. DM us, yeah. <laughs> Please make them less uh, painful than that, because that was quite bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I won. Thank you, Rafinha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, curse you, Alonso, Eze, and Martial. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, anyway, I had a, a yeah. two pointer off Azpilicueta, didn't I? It beat your one. Yeah. And then my. Do I have Lacazette? Yeah, Lacazette beat yeah, your you got what, a one. His yeah. one beat my zero. <laughs> Jesus, God. Strikers are so what? hard to find a good one that's under 10% owned. Yeah. I'm starting oh, to notice sure. that. Anyway, let's get on to some serious matters now. Uh, we're going to continue with our sort of club by club format that we've used the last couple of weeks, uh, but we're going to skip a couple of clubs out because, let's be honest, we're not going to consider any players from Arsenal or yeah. Sheffield United or West Brom. No, <laughs> I, no. It's, it's nice to hear you say that's not considered any players from Arsenal. I mean, I, a few weeks ago I was, but now not so much. Yeah. No, especially with double game weeks flying around. No, no reason to. Yeah, of course, uh, game week 24 is going to be a double game week, uh, as is game week 25 and game week 26 as well. But we don't know all the fixtures for game week 26 until the FA Cup is over. Yeah, keep your eye on that. And I'd say before we start, rule number one of this week is don't make any transfers before the, those games are completed. Can't understate, yeah. overstate, sorry how important they are to, to how your overall strategy should go. Yeah, absolutely. All right, shall we go on with it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's start with Aston Villa. Uh, obviously beat Arsenal 1-0 on the uh, weekend. Well, at this point, and we sent this last week as well, most people have one of, if not all three, of Martinez, Grealish and Watkins. Um, and obviously a couple of people, myself included, have Matt Target. So I don't think there's any other like players that I'm considering uh, necessarily, but I don't know about you, Jack. No, I mean, I remember we spoke early on in the season, and do you remember like how empty that sort of like five to six million pound bracket was midfielders, and and we actually thought Ross Barkley was the best one at that point, and mm. now now you have like uh, Rafinha, uh, Gundogan, Suchek even. So I, I don't think that you'd be buying anyone else who's not those ones you mentioned Watkins is in really good form actually um which it was bound to happen the amount of chances he was creating for himself he, he just conversion was the issue but obviously you know with with double game weekers on the horizon and them not having a double game week in the next two it's not urgent to buy any of them um I'm not sure I'd be looking to sell I mean Brighton's a, a, a decent fixture this week so the boring don't buy don't sell I think is the uh, the mantra here. Uh, I don't know if you agree. No, I'd agree with you on that one. Um, 
I guess it all depends on uh, what, what are their upcoming fixtures, actually. Out of curiosity. Um, quite good. We've got, we've got Brighton, Leicester, Leeds, Wolves, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Fulham. So, yeah, no, it's, it's not, they're not bad. Probably, obviously, not the next, definitely not this week for me. Um, not week after either, really. I assume people will be going with 25 if you don't have the right Southampton or Leeds coverage, you'll be prioritizing that. But yeah, I mean, Martinez is, is so good that, you know, a lot of people will be buying Nick Pope this week. Which I completely understand, but like, if Villa keep a clean sheet, Martinez is going to get at least seven. You just said, yeah, which just puts me off. I I don't want to, even for like four weeks, four or five weeks before wildcard. I don't want to be stuck with a, a goalkeeping rotation of Martinez and Pope. To be honest, if I had any other keeper apart from maybe Ariola, just because he's a good goalkeeper with a double game week, I'd be looking to bring in Nick Pope this week. But because I have Martinez and I have uh, because I have Martinez, I I don't think it's really optimizing my team to to sell him this week. I think that's the thing with Martinez is that even if he doesn't keep a clean sheet for you, he gets the save bonus every time. Yeah. So you know it's really not worth dropping him or selling him at all. I know it. Yeah, I know it's very tempting. We'll get on to um, Pope and uh, Ariola in a little bit, but uh, you just don't dare do it, do you? you just don't dare. Uh, drop Martinez at all at this stage I don't think no yeah I think obviously we we said last double game weeks as well people tend to get blinkered and you know Mm. bench or sell really decent single game week assets yeah Martinez is right up there for me I wouldn't um, I really don't want to I just want to hold on to him and he could very easily be my goalkeeper post wildcard as well I've had him since game week eight and have no interest of getting him out I mean I've had Martinez since game week one (laughs) yeah but uh... Although he wasn't my starter, I had Ramsdale as my starting keeper, which, in fairness, at the time, looked pretty logical. Uh, but uh, obviously, since then, it's uh, proved otherwise. So, sorry, uh, Villa have got two fixtures to catch up on. So is one of them going to be in game week 26, I assume? Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine they will look to to put it there. I mean, if, if uh, Sheffield United beat Bristol City... They will definitely have one there, regardless, because that's the game that that they'd have missed. They'll miss out on. But I, I'd imagine if uh, Sheffield, if say Sheffield United lose to Bristol City, I think they'll look to put another ones of the games there. Like it'd be very handy. Have Villa got to catch up with Everton as well? I think it's Everton and Tottenham. They've got to catch up which, on, which is really handy for potentially because for the uh, Premier League, because obviously Tottenham play Everton in the FA Cup. Uh, uh, yeah. Which means that Wyndham's going to go out. Which means that mm. if Villa, sorry, if Sheffield United lose to Bristol City, they'll still find a way to to put a match in for Villa in in double game week twenty six. Yeah. So when it comes around to that, I'll definitely probably have Grealish back on my radar. Watkins maybe just because Watkins is such a great price. Yeah. Villa attackers when they do have that double game week will probably come back onto my radar. I'd say so. Uh, should we move on to Brighton? Yep. Uh, I've got nothing to say, but uh, you uh, wanted to talk about Brighton specifically. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you watched the game back. They got spanked by Burnley. <laughs> they should have lost badly. Not badly, but they, they should have lost a game, like say like 3-1. But yeah, I just wanted to say we, we we highlighted them defensively, didn't we, last week? And, and Lewis Dunk scored. Yeah, we we actually directly mentioned Lewis Dunk, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, the, the pundits always go on like, "Oh, Brighton, they're such a huge team. They're, <laughs> they're going to score set piece." 
But <laughs> defensively, they've been a bit naff from them. But yeah, players like, because I, I highlighted, I mean, highlighting Webster above Ben White worked out well, given Webster's now injured. But I just wanted to highlight the next three because Villa, Palace and West Brom are, are decent. You know, if you have your Brighton defender, I would be definitely looking to hold. But double game week's coming up. I wouldn't be looking to buy. But no, I just thought it was interesting that after playing so well, they, they actually got a little bit battered by Burnley this week. Um, we'll obviously come on to Burnley. But just the next three, you could very easily see two out, two clean sheets out of the next three. And it's a bit of a shame for people that want to like get by them, really, that, that they're not really open because of the double game week. I mean, we, we mentioned their uh, goalkeeper, Sanchez, didn't we? This yeah. Potential uh, backup option. But uh, yeah, still not intriguing enough. Yeah, I know those are good fixtures coming up, but still not quite intriguing enough uh, for me. Yeah, another hold. A hold if you have, um, but don't buy for me. Yeah. Um, no point mm-hmm. selling them with those fixtures, but also with the double game. Because like Sanchez, you wouldn't be buying now anyway, because if you don't have Ariola. He's 0.1 more and he has a double game week coming up. And it's prob- probably yeah, a better asset anyway. So, mm. yeah, no interest, but but they're on the up. So I wouldn't be looking to sell if you've, if you've kept them this, this long. Uh, that brings us nicely on to Burnley. A uh, lot of talk on Twitter about potentially like triple captain in Nick Pope or Ben Mee or James Tarkovsky. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm going to... Now, here at Park in the Bus, we champion... Uh, captain and defenders, obviously. Uh, however, I uh, I'm not well. First off, I don't have any of those three. But even if I did, I wouldn't be so keen on triple captain in them. But I I could definitely see why people are thinking that way. Yeah, I mean, do you remember the the last time that something like this happened? That sticks in my mind with a, a a lower half team that has a great double game week defensively was do you remember Duffy from Brighton? Yeah. I captained in that week against was it Cardiff and they got battered by someone like Cardiff and Bournemouth I think and they conceded oh is that when they, is that when they lost five nil yeah they conceded the, six yeah. or seven goals across the two oh, games Jesus. yeah <laughs> uh, not that that will happen with Burnley I don't think the only one that I'd seriously consider captaining is Pope just for the you know if they keep a, if they draw a game nil nil which Palace and Fulham you'd say is very likely he's hmm. probably going to mop up the bonus isn't he. And straight away, that's a 20-point captain you're on with another game left. So I don't... If people want to go out and captain Pope this week, I, I'm not against it. I wouldn't bother with me or Tarkovsky because I don't think that that upside's as high. I mean, if one gets a goal, fair play. But you'd say Nick Pope's chances of getting a 10-pointer is much, much higher than me or Tarkovsky getting 10 points plus. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting one, really. You don't see really goalkeepers getting captaincy at all. No. Do you say you're interested in Nick Pope this week? Uh, I don't. It's it, it's tricky to say, to be honest, because uh, for the reasons we literally just mentioned with Martinez, like it, it would seem wrong to drop him. Yeah. Um, especially when he has you know, Brighton, uh, Martinez. So you, you would think that's a good fixture uh, for him. As for Nick Pope, I could bring him in. But then I'd probably want to bench boost because I've, I've got a, at the, the way I've lined my team up at the moment. I've got Bamford, Rafinha, and Suchek also on the bench. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I want to waste my bench boost, especially when there's more double like double game weeks to come. Yeah. 
So uh, it's a it's a really tricky one, to be honest. I think it it would be a real passion move to sort of bring him in. Um, and I just don't know if it's the best sort of long term as well. Yeah, I mean, ending you know with a personally, I can get in Johnston. I can get Pope for Johnston. I can actually afford that. But then you're stuck with Pope and Martinez on the bench, while them on the bench every week until you wildcard, which is. You know, you know, it's it, mentally, it's not that bad. I mean, mentally, it, mentally is the problem actually, because you know, it'll gr- it'll grind down on you thinking, oh, I could very easily have a ten pointer on the bench here. So yeah, and and from my point of view, I have a defender who needs to be sold in Ben Chilwell. So it just makes sense from my point of view to sell him and buy probably Tarkovsky because I've got the money and I think Tarkovsky's better. I've seen people flying around like, who's better, me or Tarkovsky? There's not much in it. Like if one scores and the other doesn't, it's more luck that you know a cross went their way or something. Tarkovsky's no, no, you know, in in times gone by, is better. There's more goals, gets more bonus, but it's been the opposite this season. I think Ben Mee's got two goals. Yeah, he's yeah he's looked a lot better, Ben Mee. So, yeah, it depends. Um, I wouldn't spend too much time looking up like xg and stuff because all their expected goals qualities <laughs> would have been very low anyway because they'd just get crossed. Yeah. So I I think I still think Tarkovsky is a better option, but you know there's not enough in it for you to spend hours deciding. I've I've got the money, so I think I'm going to go Tarkovsky, and I just think he's a better option. The other thing that makes them attractive is that their their single game week fixture after that is West Brom at home. So mm-hmm. obviously you know you'll be you'll be starting them for that as well, and then you'll be benching for Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton probably. So yeah. The only thing about, I mean, as, as tempting as it is to bring in Mio Tarkovsky, the only defender I would consider taking out is Sufal, because West Ham fixtures are about to get a lot worse. But this week they do have Sheffield United. Yeah. So you'd think, that, you'd think that's a, a clean sheet and six points at least. But yeah, the Sheffield United yeah. have recently found where the net is. That's true, although Antonio Rudiger helped a little bit with that on the yeah. weekend. Yeah, um. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. But yeah, it's more difficult for you. For you. I, I think if you're like not sure, but you want to buy one, you go for Pope. It's just that in terms of optimising my team, I have a very good goalkeeper and I have a defender that needs to go. So it makes sense for me to prioritise a defender. But the, the main takeaway of this is is that buying one should be your one of your priorities this week, as I said. Yeah. A lot of people will go to Matt Loughton who had a pr- price rise last night. If you have... No other way of getting a Burnley defender. I think he's fine, but be aware that he has uh, one assist in three years. Uh, he's not scored since. I'm not sure if he's. Do you remember that absolute screamer he scored for? A, was it Villa? Have you seen that goal where he chests it down and volleys it in the top corner? I think so. Yeah. That I think that might be the last goal he scored. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, which which just goes to show. I know it's 2012-13. Anyway, it was the last goal he scored. So yeah, he's there's there's no upside. You're getting twelve max. He has two bonus points all season, and that was in one game against Arsenal. So yeah, you're you're looking at twelve points at best. And if you're if you're getting twelve points off Loughton, someone else is getting twenty off Pope or fifteen off me or Tarkovsky. So mm. Loughton, if you if you need someone, but he's be aware that he's not going to get you a you know a a, a weak changing haul. Yeah, a lot of food for thought there, I think. Yeah, and the strikers don't interest me, is another point. Uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, Definitely not, no. Chris Wood's not shown much this season, and 
Vidra. Uh, actually, Vidra. He gets a lot of chances, actually. <laughs> but he, yeah, he just doesn't put them away. Um, yeah. I think with, with other a lot of decent striking options in that price point, you wouldn't be ripping your team up to get in a, a you know, Barnes, Vidra or Wood. Yeah, no interest for me mm. in the attackers, but defence, I'm 90% sure one's coming in. Let's move on to Chelsea, uh, whose winning run under Thomas Tuchel has been continuing quite nicely, uh, despite a Rudiger own goal that we just mentioned. Best own goal of the season, probably. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. It's a, it's it's a yeah it, it's a weird one because obviously like it, it's not like uh, Mendy was in a position just like hoof it away like after a short pass like Mendy was like on the floor ready to make a save yeah like, I, I was, just just needs to pump it behind for a corner right yeah that's, that's what I mean even if Mendy stood up near the goal line all Mendy can do is smack it upfield first time so yeah I'm not not sure why I mean he's a you know very good athlete but lacking a bit in the intelligence department I think is generally how you could sum him up Um, but yeah I mean apart from that their defence looks pretty impenetrable again Chilwell is is just a self me just because I don't actually think he's first choice anymore I think it says it all that Alonso played two 90s oh no he didn't play two 90s but I think he got subbed off once but it wasn't for Chilwell well Chilwell got subbed off for Alonso after like 62 minutes or something like that yeah I think so yeah Um, so I don't think Chilwell's first choice. I think Chilwell's going to play like one in three. And obviously, like, that's not enough for me to keep him. And it's just it's just a very easy transfer out. It's hard to tell at the moment with Chelsea because they have got so many players and they're just rotating for fun now. Yeah. Like, there's no solid, consistent 11, apart from obviously like Edward Mendy. But um, even like Thiago Silva, who we mentioned a few weeks ago, is now injured, I believe. He is injured, yeah. Probably until the end of the month. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So, yeah, so you don't, you don't really know who's going to play. I mean, there's a reason I, I chose Alonso uh, for my punt, because I thought he was definitely going to start. And then, obviously, he didn't. So, yeah, don't really know, to be honest. Um, even at right back, like, Reese James isn't safe there, because Hudson-Odoi is now playing there a bit more. Yeah, so, I, I mean, we've had, is it three league games? Three, four? Uh, four, I think now. I think yeah, off the top of my head, the only four players that I think have started all four are Aspilicueta, Rudiger, Jorginho, and Kovacic, who obviously aren't fancy options. Which just goes to show, doesn't it? I don't think the attack's worth it because none of them are good enough to to be in your fancy team outright, and especially when they're playing, you know, two out of three, and that's if they're doing well, mm. they're starting two out of three. So, yeah, I think the only two options for me are obviously oh well. Mendy, obviously, and then Azpilicueta or Rudiger. I wouldn't bother otherwise. But obviously, once again, you're not prioritising it this week if you if you need to get some double game week players in. But apart from, strip the double game weeks a day, away and the defence is looking very, very solid. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, we're going to skip over my boys, Crystal Palace, because fantasy-wise, there really isn't much to say. I would have maybe suggested Eze as a punt, but with Gundogan, Rafinha and all the others doing so well now. Uh, Eze is not worth it. I really thought we were going to beat Leeds on Monday uh, just because we smashed them in the home leg. And obviously with their set pieces as well not being so good, I thought we stood a chance. But no, obviously not. (laughs) Uh, Really, really bad performance from us. 
again just looked toothless without Zaha, which has always been the case. So yeah, um, yeah. One thing I will say because I probably won't, won't mention it when we talk about Leeds more is that their new pitch that they bought in uh, apparently it's a second-hand pitch from Tottenham. Did you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it cost them three hundred grand. Useless to play on. Yeah, it's a nice like, rink. Yeah, I I, I I tweeted it on on Monday. I said, "Oh, nice to see Leeds Ellen Road has gone from a rugby ground to an ice rink in a matter of weeks." Yeah, I, I gonna say I don't, I don't know if you heard Bamford's interview after the game. He said that he changed his studs to rugby ones at half time. Yeah, no, I heard. Yeah, I, I can't remember who it was. One of the Leeds players um, went down in the first half injured uh, just because he slipped over and um, twisted his uh, leg awkwardly. Yeah, um, I can't remember who it was, but that was he was nowhere near any other play. He just did it, did it on his own accord because the pitch was that bad. So um, generally, it puts me off starting my. You know, Rafinha is sometimes a a borderline bench with the squad depth we have at the moment, and sometimes them being at home puts me off. I think if Palace had Zaha available this week, I, he would definitely would have been him on the bench and Suchek starting. It's just because Palace's record without Zaha is so bad that I. I was more pushed towards Rafinha. But when they're playing like a, say like an Aston Villa at home, which is a, not a bad fixture, but not a good one, it, it would definitely push me more towards benching him. And then I'm just going to start mm. him more often yeah. away, away from home. I mean, he's currently benched for me and he's, they're playing Arsenal next. So Yeah, I think, he, I think, him, I, I, I think yeah. him and Bamford will be in a lot of benches this week. But I can see that being an, another nil-nil like it was earlier in the season. Yeah, no, um, very possibly. But, um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Uh, moving on to Everton, already mentioned, um, defensively all over the place against United. Yeah. Uh, other Robin Olsen will take a lot of the front of that, and rightly so. It wasn't very good. Yeah. Attack-wise, you know, Calvert-Lewin, we mentioned him earlier, still very, very reliable for them. James Rodriguez, I've just seen, has a minor injury. Oh, classic. I think. Uh, which is a shame because he looked really good. Uh, took his goal very well as well. So the defense is uh, the only time they've ever looked like defending well this season. It's strange actually when Luca Dean's not been in it. It's been when they used those like that like four centre back pairing, like Holgate at right back and and Godfrey at left back. So yeah, I wouldn't be looking at. Like, I'd much rather have a Burnley or even a Fulham defender above an Everton one for this double game week because realistically Everton they're probably going to lose like. 2-0 to City. That's a two-pointer. Um, you know, I'm not even that convinced on if you don't have Calvert-Lewin like being urgent to get him in because you would say playing the percentages that Man City away, sorry, Man City at home, is probably a blank if you had to guess. It's just obviously the Fulham game will attract some people. He's definitely a captaincy option this week. It, it just depends whether it's urgent to get him. I mean, I'm very happy that I bought him a couple of weeks ago now because that's very handy. No, I mean I, he's currently my captain for the uh, for the weekend. Yeah, um, Cancelo, my vice. Yeah, that that's mainly because of the double game week. Now that, though he is playing Fulham, so yeah, you, you'd expect goals from that game. Um, but I I wouldn't begrudge anyone wanting to captain Fernandez or even Antonio or Son, uh, given who they're up against. So, but uh, yeah, I think I'll probably sit with Calvert as my captain. Yeah, that that's fair enough. I'll, uh, I think if you're bringing him into captain, it's worth it. If you're not, if you're bringing him in to just keep him as a regular player, I, I'm I'm borderline. Given you, you'd assume the city would be a blank. 
Um, defense has no interest, in, even though they have a double game week. Um, even Luca Dean, they're just going to concede against City. And Fulham, Fulham might be a clean sheet, but probably the least attractive, attractive team for me at the double game week this week. Um, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, they're more Fulham anyway, and it depends. You know, Fulham more attractive defensively, I'd say. Everton more attractive going forward. Well, with Fulham, who we may as well move on to talk about. Um, there is only one player in consideration for me, and that's obviously Ariola. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and again, it would only be if I decide to play my bench boost. Yeah, I mean, if you've got the budget for a 4.5, I know I just said that there's not much upside to him, but you're going to buy Loughton above like Robinson. So yeah, I completely agree. Ariola's, Ariola's a very good goalkeeper option for 4.5. By far the best 4.5 in the game. Um, you know, I know Martinez started at four and a half, but he's now like five point two or something. So yeah, for for me, Ariola. Uh, if you either already have a Burnley defender or or don't want one, or you have Nick Pope. I'm uh, 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 sorry, if you don't have Nick Pope, um, Ariola is the next best goalkeeping option for sure. And they're quite good at the back mm. on the whole. I mean, Ariola is like Martinez light, basically. Like, yeah. Fulham don't keep many clean sheets, but he often gets a save bonus just because he has to make so many saves. Yeah, uh, and he's a and he's a quality goalkeeper. Like, again, I still don't know how he's at Fulham. Yeah, I, I mean, Fulham don't get spanked either. That's that's one of the things you look for when you're choosing your goalkeeper. You, you don't want someone mm. who's going to get battered like Johnston. Um, so <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think uh, he's. Definitely the second best goalkeeping option, and I think probably the third best keeper on the game behind Martinez and Pope. If you're taking budget, um, yeah. So yeah, very acceptable option. And if you have him already, great playing. Uh, if oh, you have yeah. him, or, if you have him already and don't have Nick Pope, I wouldn't bother buying Nick Pope. I'd just buy a Burnley defender instead. Okay, uh, moving on to Leeds. I <clears throat> uh, already mentioned them a bunch. Uh, Rafinha, who I bought in this week. We've been talking about him all season. Well, you have at least. Yeah, what a player! What's that? Three, three, yeah. three returns in a row. I think. I think. I think. Um, sorry, I think. Unfortunately, the secret is out now uh, about him. Two point four percent ownership still. Uh, really? That's, yeah. That's shocking. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, five returns in a row. Thirteen, five, nine, and six. Wow. Yeah, I've had him since game week sixteen. So coming up to. Uh, this is the he's played seven games for me now, so yeah, I, I'm happy to get on him early. Um, I think yeah, definitely the you would say the the third, well, definitely the best Leeds midfielder, probably the third best asset behind Dallas and and uh, Bamford. Bamford. Yeah, sorry, mind blank. Yeah, um, yeah. Bamford. I do. I, I sorry. I have to say, I like the look of Jack Harrison as well. Yeah, yeah. I just think Rafinha's better. I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Harrison is a, is a great option as well, and I, I'd be interested to see how many points they have each per start because obviously Rafinha didn't come in till you know he's given a little bit of time to settle before being brought in to start game. But yeah, obviously they have a double game week, not this week, the week after, which is Wolves, Wolves and Southampton. I've got two as the U. I'm not interested in bringing in a in a, in a third uh, because they have. 0% chance of a double game week 26 and Villa West Ham are the two games after which aren't great you'd expect them to concede in both those games I think owning two is fine I wouldn't own three so yeah f- from our point of view it's great we- we've got some double game weekers next week that we don't need to do anything with 
Oh yeah, we're, we're all set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Bamford is obviously number one. It's very hard to decide who is your number two between Dallas and Rafinha if you want to bring in that second asset. I think people generally say Dallas. Yeah, I, I, I but yeah, I'd say. I mean, I think a lot of people have Dallas already because he was just so damn cheap at the start of the game anyway. Yeah, but Rafinha's got to be like. He's he is a gem of a player, both in real life and on the game. And I think, as you said, two percent ownership. Like, come on. Like, yeah, yeah, you can bring in Dallas, but nearly everyone else is Dallas. So, how much are you actually gaining over other people that way? Yeah, I mean, clean sheets are not. You know, obviously they kept one last night, but they're not Leeds' main currency. The thing, the thing that attracts would attract me to Dallas is he's basically like Cancelo light currently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, he's he's uh, playing in centre midfield at the moment, whilst like Cleach is a little bit out of favour currently, and and obviously Hernandez isn't trusted in the Premier League anymore, and Rodrigo's injured. Like for example, on Sky Fantasy Football last night, he got passing and tackles bonus as well as an assist. Very all round. Like he, you know, the the thing is, you're not just expecting clean sheets from Dallas; you're expecting the goals and the assists. But yeah, Rafinha is, is that little bit of a hidden gem. I was very surprised at his ownership, actually. You know, I think he's just starting to come into a little bit of mainstream now. But yeah, I'm surprised it's taken this long. Just a, a quick note in terms of Rafinha against Harrison. Uh, points per start this season. Uh, Rafinha has 5.14 and Harrison has 4.52. So Rafinha is the better asset. But Harrison's obviously still, if you want to, well, I would say a differential, but <laughs> Rafinha's not exactly highly owned. I'd I'd go Rafinha personally. Okay, uh, moving on to Leicester, who's I'd say their title chances are all but over after a draw against Wolves. I hate James Justin. Yeah, <laughs> he's so annoying. Uh, I mean, he's a great player. Um, nothing against him in terms of that. He's a, he's a really really nice footballer. But I mean, game week five. I think I was, ah, oh, Ricardo's back soon. I think Ricardo actually picked up a separate injury, which is what took him so long to come back. But yeah, it's just the, the rotation part of it put me off James Justin. And it turns out that he's quite possibly the value of the season. Uh, maybe Suchek aside. Yeah, I mean, apart from that, I don't really have much to say. Obviously, Vardy was back, sort of, came on halfway through second half. But not interested in Vardy. Vardy's form wasn't great before he got injured. So, yeah, no one's, you know, Liverpool at home next. You're not bringing anyone in this week. No. I mean, Barnes and Madison are still on my radar. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, whether I'd have them above Gundogan, I'm not so sure. Yeah, especially not this week. No, no, certainly not. City going to have two double game weeks in three weeks. Just James Justin, to be honest, just annoying. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if, if you have him, well done. You know, obviously, this is not the week to be buying, but... He's still, you know, he's going to be a very much a, as long as he's below sort of like 5.5, he's going to be, a, you know, one to, that you're always going to be looking at. I mean, I've looked, I've overlooked him twice now in 50-50 decisions. One week was uh, him versus John Stones, uh, where I very nearly bought oh, right. Justin in and I bought in John Stones, which worked out quite well given he got 20 something points a yeah. couple of weeks after. Yeah. And then I, then I nearly bought him when I bought Luke Shaw, which... Hasn't worked out well in terms of points, but wouldn't change the decision. Luke Shaw was robbed of a massive haul against Southampton. And uh, 
got an assist last uh, last game week. So it's just yeah, 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 yeah. We we all we all know you're a big Luke Shaw fan, Jack. You have to keep going on about it. I just I, I, I don't regret I, that. Decision. I literally I literally named an episode after him <laughs> to keep you happy. <laughs> but you understand my point. I'm yeah, not, of course. I'm not massively. You know, I can't predict his his attacking threat is nowhere near on the scale of what Shaw's has been, and he got a go against Fulham. I can't, I can't predict that. Um, yeah, no, no one, no one could have. Yeah. So I, I just think he's a great option, but you're not going to be bringing him in with the double game weeks flying about. Uh, but obviously they are very likely to have a double game week 26. Um, all that needs to happen is one of Burnley beating Bournemouth or Leicester beating Brighton in the FA Cup, which you'd say is probably, you know, 80% plus likely. So likely to have a double game week. And, and then he will come back onto my radar and you never know, I might actually buy him this time. But yeah, obviously Leicester are, are always going to be solid assets. Justin Barnes, Madison. Uh, shall we move on to Liverpool? Yeah. Dreadful performance on Sunday against City. They played well, uh, didn't they? Jürgen thought. Jürgen needs to be careful here. He's turning into Mourinho with all these excuses. He's worse um, than Mourinho. I think he's. I don't think he's worse. He's certainly getting there though. Like, well, I th- it's. I think he's a bit of a bad loser. Is the problem? Yeah, I think um, Mourinho's toned it down. I think, and Klopp's turned it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, he's just adopted a Liverpool mentality. They are obviously, you know, no, notoriously bad losers. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, let, let let yeah. So let's be honest. That defeat, although mainly caused by Allison, wasn't all down to him. Um, just an overall not great performance from the team. Yeah, it was it was coming. I think. Yeah, I mean, you're just not going to buy any right now, are you? Um, and some people actually will be looking at selling Salah, which I, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it personally. He still is the top scorer this season. It it, it is so risky. I, I I'm tempted to do it every week, but I always hold off. And again, yeah. he got a goal, he got a penalty. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. I reckon when I wild card, I might do it if he's not if he's still like struggling to score. Yeah. But um, but I mean. He has a double game week 26 as long as Chelsea beat Barnsley. So mm, which, if, yeah. if you sell him then, you're going to want him back. Yeah. Do you know who he's likely to play in those two games? Arsenal slash Chelsea, so not good. Oh, but, but you no, still want no. him. You still want him for it. Yeah. Although the last time he had a double game week, I triple captain him and that didn't work out very well. Yeah. 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 But you, I, not a sell for me, and no one else is a buy, personally. No, no. Uh, moving on to Man City, where it's just buy, buy, buy. I guess get three <laughs> if you haven't got three. I, I will be buying um, a third this week. Ilkay Gundogan, most likely. I think he's actually the, even despite the price, I think he's actually the best one. My only concern I'm thinking about with Man City is, so most people have at the moment a combination of uh, either uh, Cancelo, Stones, or Diaz. They yeah. probably have two of those free. And then everyone else is sort of piling on Gundogan, and, and rightly so. But I'm now sort of concerned that if I get Gundogan in, I don't know who I take out. But if I got Gundogan in, like, am I actually going to gain that much? Because, you know, everyone else has him. And Like, should I go for someone like Foden, uh, who I know burned us a lot earlier in the season when we said he was going to play every week and he didn't. Um, and then as soon as we took him out of our teams, he 
started uh, playing. But I just feel like should I go for a differential? Perhaps I don't know. Yeah, um, it's it's strange, isn't it? Because they actually don't really have like a for the team that's by far and away the best in the league right now. They don't actually have like that set attacking threat. It's usually De Bruyne, but of course he's injured. So yeah, I mean, I think the way to go is of course for the double game weeks, two defense, one midfielder. Don't buy Jesus. He's a nine million striker yeah. who plays every other game. <laughs> Gundogan, I think Sterling's too much. Yeah, you know, and Sterling is is more likely to be rotated than Gundogan for sure. I think you're you're either mm. going to go Gundogan, Sterling, or Foden. You're not going to go Mares or Ferran Torres or Bernardo Silva. The big question now is um, Gundogan missed another penalty <laughs> uh, for City. Uh, who's like it, it? It has to be Edison soon, right? Like he wants to. He actually has said before he wants to take them. Well, so. Pep said he was half joking. He, he was half joke. No, did he say I, I was joking before. I'm only half joking now, or something. Ooh, because <laughs> there was so there was the big rumor that when they won the title in 2018, with like so many games to spare, uh, there was a whole rumor that uh, if they got a penalty, Edison was going to be allowed to take it, and it never happened. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I know the titles. I know they've not won it yet, but they're probably likely to. Yeah, um, I can't. I honestly can't see anyone catching them now. No, so no, I, no. we might get it. We might still get it. You know. Yeah, I mean that makes him a, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but pretty essential if he is on penalties. Yeah. I mean, goal clean sheet is basically penalty. Yeah, guaranteed bonus. Um, that's a guaranteed yeah. fifteen pointer right there. It'd be interesting if if I wild carded right now, he would be of interest to me, but. Cancelo is still number one defender for me. The, the message is, if you don't have three, get three and go for two defenders, one midfielder. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Manchester United. Uh, under your advice, I bought in Luke Shaw for three points this week. Obviously, it would have been more if he'd kept a clean sheet, but oh well. Um, and obviously, Fernandez, which everyone has uh, seven points. So, really standard stuff from them, I guess. Yeah. Um, obviously, two great new next fixtures: West Brom and Newcastle. So yeah, definitely starting. Uh, you know, Luke Shaw and Fernandez are definitely in my eleven next two. I'd imagine. Obviously, Fran- Fernandez always will be. Yeah, Chelsea and Man City after that. Yeah, and as long as they beat West Ham, they'll have a double game week against Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Okay, um, same message as usual. I think. I mean, the defense is looking more and more viable. I know they're letting three. But they are looking, on the whole, more solid. So, and the fullbacks' attacking threat has improved endlessly. We spoke a little bit. Wampsaka got another assist, didn't he? I uh, think yes, he did. Yes. So, so we, yes. you know, we, we spoke about obviously all the attention on Luke Shaw, and rightly so. But Wampsaka's gone under the radars as improving a lot going forward as well. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think the fullbacks or Fernandez still. I wouldn't look anywhere else. Uh, we're going to skip Newcastle and Sheffield United because there's not a lot to really say. Uh, although Newcastle have been improving recently, I don't think there's anyone too tempting. Yeah. Uh, from them. Southampton, I'm not really interested in anyone, but you have a quick note on them. Yeah, it's just obviously the, the double game week, game week 25, Chelsea and Leeds. Ah. They should have you know, a reasonable first choice defence. I mean, Vestergaard was back this week. Attacking wise, if you fancy a punt on Ings, but no one else, I don't think. I mean, by the double game week, you will 
maybe have Walker Peters and Vestergaard and Romeo will be back. And even Minamino, if you fancy fancy it, looked really, really good against Newcastle. You did actually, yeah. Trey Adams is a no-go for me. Bednarek's too risky. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I, feel, I feel really sorry for him, I have to say. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think Bednarek's cheap. Uh, sorry, Vestergaard's cheaper than him now. So you'd be going Vestergaard if you wanted a defensive punt. Given Vestergaard always looks dangerous from set pieces. Um, but yeah, it was just because of the double game week, really. I'd be going... It's it's not a priority for me. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't have any of them. Um, but Ings is number one, then probably Vestergaard. And then if you really fancy a punt, I'd look at Minamino. You'd say likely chance of a double game week in 26. They just need either Tottenham to beat Everton or themselves to beat Wolves. So you'd say likely double game week, like likely back-to-back double game weeks. And if that is confirmed, they might become a bit more attractive having four games in four games in a two-game week. But obviously, I wouldn't be surprised if Ings doesn't start all four with his injury record. But that would definitely bring, say, Vestergaard onto my radar because you'd back him to get a goal in the clean sheet out of those four. Uh, we move on now to Spurs. Decent result against West Brom. Is but- it going to... Keep going, though, is the question. I mean, the pundits were talking about like, it was like a revival. Were you listening to it? Oh, yeah, looking back to their best against West Brom. <laughs> I didn't understand it. They also, I mean, it, it was promising. I will say that I liked the, the, the team we put out in terms of the system was the best one I think we've got in terms of Ndombele playing deep with um, Hoybjerg. Just meant we had a lot more options when we built up from the back because Hoiberg really likes to get involved with the defence like dropping in between the back three and Sizoko is useless at receiving the ball like he doesn't know what to do with it he's usually facing the wrong way In terms, if that continued which you know I wouldn't be so sure against Man City and West Ham we know what Mourinho's like and also the, the Sizoko-Hoiberg combo worked really well against City earlier on in the season but of course they're a different animal now likely double game week even more likelier because we have um games to catch up on still as long as we beat Everton or Southampton beat Wolves um, we'll have a double game week and even if that doesn't happen we still likely might if uh, Villa don't have a double game week that week they could throw that game in there Um, so people always like Harry Kane was was really good I thought looked fit as well strangely I wasn't you know very apprehensive pre-game but looked fit to be honest Um, famous last word yeah, I was going to say, and obviously a lot of people, myself included, uh, got rid of Kane when he picked up his injury. Is it if you can, if one can afford him, is it worth bringing him back into the team, yeah. or would you? I would, think so. you would say so. not. Not this oh, week. Okay. No, but... but for your double game week twenty six, Burnley and Southampton, or Burn Burnley and Villa is is decent. I wouldn't be surprised if some people are throwing the triple captaincy on Harry that week. No, the problem with him for me is is there's no real way for me to get him. I've not owned a premium striker since my second wildcard, um, which obviously means yeah. it makes me very inflex- unflexible mm. in terms of getting them in. But yeah, if, if you if you want to go back to... Ke- I think a lot of people will go back to Kane by game week 26. It's a bit less of a thing for me because I have Son. Um, and I wouldn't advise having both at this point in the season. But... Um, yeah, I mean, defence is... This was the first clean sheet in a while, so I wouldn't be going near the defence, to be honest, especially with no real attacking threat. The best defend, the best uh, defensive asset is Lloris, 
so yeah, I think if you don't have one of Kane or Son, I'd look to get them back by game week 26. Otherwise, don't get both. And uh, we're going to skip West Brom and Wolves because we're not really interested in any of those assets. Max Kilman has burned me as well now. He's playing quite well. Yeah, and just target West Brom. Yeah, yeah, That's absolutely. It. Yeah. Uh, going on to West Ham, uh, where we both, both of us have a, a trio of West Ham players now. Same trio as well, isn't it? Uh, Sue Fowl, Sue Jack Antonio, yeah. Yeah, Captain Antonio I mentioned earlier didn't work out, but hey, there you go. Yeah, it wasn't um, a bad idea, I don't think. No, no, I thought it would, would have worked, but it didn't. Um, fixtures are not great apart from this weekend, obviously. Yeah, and I currently um, have two of them on the bench. Um, probably going to sell one before the game. I, I'm considering after Sheffield United, I might sell Antonio off to get in Watkins. Yeah, yeah. Just because I, I, as soon as I bought Antonio in, he's not scored for, at all. He's got like an assist or two, but... I don't know, I yet again curse the player, it seems. Um, <laughs> um, again, Sue Fowl, I wouldn't mind getting rid of after the Sheffield United game. Uh, again, not sure who I'd bring in, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, and as for Sue Check, a difficult one, because, you know, he blows hot and cold and he's such a good value, but I don't know, it depends how you want to line your team up, I guess. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Antonio's likely going nowhere for me, um, just because I think he's I still back him to score in any game he plays. Yeah, you would say unlikely chance of a double game week. If they lose to Man United, they won't have one. So you would say unlikely, but obviously, you know, if you listen to this podcast and that game's really happened and they've beaten Man United, they will have a double game week of Arsenal and Man City. So not great. Oh, not great. <laughs> but I still back Antonio to get a goal in one of those two games. I think he's that good. Um, mm. Yeah, Suchek likely to be sold for me this week. I know he's had his appeal rescinded before anyone says Suchek's not banned for three games. I, I still think I'm going to sell him just because he's the very obvious sell for, for Gundo um, to come in. Um, yeah. You know, my other midfielders are Salah, not going anywhere. Son, not going anywhere. Bruno, definitely not. And Rafinha's got a double game week. So it, it's more of a Sorry, you're the the least best, rather than someone that needs to be sold. It's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because I'm in exactly the same boat as you. Yeah, like, I want Gundogan, but I like all my midfielders. So yeah, it's difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. I think this this tends to happen around the double game weeks, doesn't it? You sell the players that that you're, uh, you know, not. You don't have to sell them, but it, it's probably a good idea to to do so. Um, and also it gets rid of a bedding a benching headache for me because i just bench suchek all the time he does my head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i think so many people are getting rid of salah now because he's the least in form of any of them he might be one of the top scorers in the game but if you're not in form you're not in form so yeah i don't know yeah i mean i understand why people are saying salah but reasons i mentioned about the double game week means it's, it's a no for me yeah, Sue Fowl, I'd be either shooting will be a, a full guy for Loughton this week or even Tarkovsky and me. And he would be the next one to go if I didn't have Chilwell. So, yeah, it's, it's strange to be the form that they're in and, and their next fixture. It's strange to be talking about them in a selling capacity, but that's the, the nature of double game week season. Yeah, I mean, not I wouldn't be buying any, I think is the point. I think most people would have bought their West Ham and bought into them weeks ago by now. And it's it's coming up to the time to sell, especially with the fixture turning 
and the likelihood of not having a double game week in a time. But uh, of course, the, those double game week fixtures, the game week 26 games will, the teams that won't have doubles that week will have their single game week in game week 29, which means that it's very possible that a lot of us will be selling West Ham players and then buying back into them if we need to yeah. players. Um, their fixture that week is Arsenal. So if you go out of the way, yeah. Puts me off uh, selling Antonio at least, but um, Suchek will probably mm. be gone for me. And just one final note on Suchek. Uh, obviously got sent off and that's now been rescinded. Uh, Mike Dean messed up and he also messed up in the Southampton United game uh, in last week as well. Now, we, we, we can both agree neither were red cards and he probably shouldn't have been refereeing the West Ham Fulham game as well. Yeah. Just because if you make a mistake like that, you should take a week off or whatnot. I, I, think, I think that needs to be more of, a, more of a thing with referees. If you, get sent, if you get a red card for a bad tackle, you get banned. You know, Mike Dean yeah. probably committed the equivalent of a refereeing red card. Essentially. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, him and Lee Mason are terrible twins in the VAR office. But obviously, I assume, I think I know what you're about to bring up. Yes, Mike D messed up twice in in one week. And yes, probably messed up a lot of people's fantasy teams. Does that give you the right to send death threats to his family? No, of course it doesn't. You pricks, whoever you are. Like, <laughs> ser- seriously, <laughs> that just pisses me the f- off. Um, and I, I, I'm very happy that, I'm not sure if you saw Sue Check on uh, Twitter, yeah. So he put out a statement and said, "Look, it happened, but seriously, stop. Leave him alone. He had nothing. Like this is not uh, appropriate at all." Which I thought was very good uh, from him. Um, but seriously, I, I, what are people doing these days? Like, th- th- why? Like, yeah, God, I don't know. Um. Yeah, are people that are people that bad? Do I just see? Am I just too much of a glass half full person? It's just very easy to hide behind a an identity, isn't it? That you know, no profile picture, no name. You know, I think the way that is the, the only way to go about it is is that when you sign up to social media, you need to submit a picture of your passport, your driving license, um, like you might have to with a betting website, for example. Not a bad idea. Yeah. I think that might be the only way. And that's why it happens, isn't it? People don't realise. I mean, if you go up to Mike Dean on the street, you're not going to pull a knife out on him, are you? But I mean, like, because you can hide behind your keyboard with, with no name, no profile picture, it becomes very easy. Um, Suchek's making himself one of the most, in terms of like a a league-wide cult hero. I think it's very hard. I think very hard to find someone who, I hate West Ham. They're one of my least favourite teams. Uh, Suchek is one of my favourite players. I, I like, I love his play style anyway. But they also, he's also, you know, I I felt very sorry for him when that red card came out. You could just see on his face that he, he didn't mean anything. And it it, it wasn't a red, but it's uh, it yeah it it doesn't give people the right to be to to do what they've done. Um, and in the same with obviously. Um, and Zabi as well, who is now tw- again in two weeks now has received a t- a lots of torrid racial abuse online, a because of an own goal against Sheffield United, and then in the Everton game he gave away the, the free kick that led to the equaliser at the end. 
but again, it's like, just don't abuse it. Why? Like, it's not necessary. You're not going to, like, achieve anything. Like, I don't know, I'm not the right person to talk about this kind of thing, but it just, it just, it just vexes me. I don't think these people are, are, are football fans. I mean, if you're asking me uh, to break down that goal, I'm blaming De Gea, I think, more than Twente. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure he got his fair share of abuse as well. But... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know because it didn't come out. So, but, you know, I, and I don't check this stuff. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not on, is it? For for whatever reason, whether it's a, you know, he's cost you fantasy points or whether he, you're a United fan, it, it's, it's not worth your time for anyone. Yeah, but it's just the, the world we live in, and, and that's my opinion on how we, we solve it, is, is the whole ID thing, which would also obviously stop people who are underage from, from having social media as well, which would be a nice, um, like, I don't know, double, two, two uh, birds with one stone. That's what I'm looking for. Um, that, that, for me, is the way around it. I know it's not nice, but people have brought it up among themselves, and I think that's what needs to happen. The, the social yeah. media is a, a, you know, should be, I have to say, like, like called out for it. You know, they're not strong enough. Just that they can invest millions easily into sort of algorithms and stuff like that, and it's just not happening. I don't know what I want to say. To be honest, it's it's. I mean, all those Twitter, Facebook, all of them are like, oh, we're we're looking into ways to improve. It's like, right? Can you tell us what those ways are? Because you keep saying you're doing something, but we're not actually seeing anything, any yeah. evidence of anything. Yeah, I mean, social media has the potential. I mean, it is. If you use it the right way, is the potential to, you know, endless amounts of knowledge and and etc. But I think the general perception of it is is negative. If you stop the average person on the street and said, "What's your opinion on social media?" It'd probably be negative. And and you know, it's it's very easy to turn social media into an overall positive thing. I think. Um. Just just the way it's being used is is not right. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of those people who will, you know, I'll scroll through Twitter mainly. And I'll see nine things that I think are are really good and really like positive and I like, and then there'll be just one dickhead who says something bad. Um, but unfortunately, it's that one person who will get more uh, likes or retweets or whatever and whatnot. So I don't know. And I, it's not easy uh, when the abuse is directed at you. Obviously, you, you, it, as usually, if I see something like not very nice on social media, I'll just like click off it. Like, nope, don't need to get involved in this. But it, yeah. when it's being when it's being directed at you, it's near impossible to do on a mass scale as well. Yeah, I know. I know that there are some people who are like well, just mute 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 them. It's like yeah, but when there's thousands of them doing it to you, it's not that easy. So, yeah. Anyway, that's all. I, that's all I had to say on it. So. Yeah, just yeah. In terms of a final fancy message, um, uh, like three tips for the week, just to give us a nice conclusion. Um, number one is do not make any transfers before the FA Cup games are finished. If you're going to lose that zero point one on Nick Pope, it's not worth <laughs> like a shock FA Cup result completely changing double game week twenty six. Look to buy Burnley defenders and look to buy a Man City if you don't have a third. That's my third, three main things that you should target this week. If you've got all three of them covered, well done. Yeah, you're probably already in the top uh, thousand or so. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're in the top of, uh, top thousand, what are you doing listening to us? Um. <laughs> well, a lot of people speak sense and the ranks just don't, con- just don't um, 
you know, if, if you speak sense, one recommendation, if, if you speak sense and your rank's not very good, take up Sky Fantasy Football. Oh, I mean, that's what I'm going to be doing next season, so, you know. You'll be rewarded. Just another thing, the, the game is very close to 8 million players now. Wow. 7.991. Is that, is that bad for me, though, when, when I eventually uh, join? Or? Oh, no, as in that's FPL. Oh, is that FPL? Oh, yeah. wow. Sky's like 800,000 oh. or something. Oh, lovely. My chances have improved dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just incredible all the all the people that play play this little game. And that just kind of goes to show if you're ranked in the top 1 million, you're still in the top sort of, yeah, top 14% roughly. So it just goes to show, doesn't it? You know, you, you, you get caught up on your rank and stuff. And the, the game is a lot harder now than it was when I first took it up when I was, you know, like four or five seasons ago. Um, mm. I've noticed that throughout so i think ranks mean a lot different now like if you finish like 10k last year sorry say 10k like four years ago it's probably worth something like 25k now but yeah no that's just just some interesting thoughts to to end on no no very good no i mean my only advice is you know as i always say is it's just a game don't worry about it too much um if you're getting stressed out you know as you as you say you'll delete the app for a couple of hours or so yeah no, I've I've done that a few times. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just get yourself into the the right headspace to make good decisions is the most important thing. That that will, is what that will, that's what make you, will make you happy long term. All right, and I think that will wrap this podcast up for the week. Yeah, no, I think so. Uh, do follow us on Twitter at Bus Parking FPL. We'll have more jokes, more analysis, and of course our parking punts that will be published on Saturday morning the first game uh, and yeah if you have any suggestions or any forfeits or if you have any questions for us please do not hesitate to get in touch right then we'll see you next week probably yep yeah cool all right then bye bye see you later <laughs>